0: Welcome to the Highlands College Podcast, where we try and find out about interesting things by talking to interesting people. Enjoy. Uh, Okay, so uh, welcome to the Highlands College Podcast. I'm Paul Spencer, I'm joined by Paul Bisson uh, and Deputy Karina Alves. so, uh, Krina is the chair of privileges and procedures committee, uh, political awareness and education subcommittee, and the vice chair for diversity forum member. Uh, oh, sorry, diversity forum member. We'll edit that later. Uh, <laughs> health and social security scrutiny. That's quite a lot, just, for starters. Uh, just yeah. for starters.
1: Yeah, I think I was a bit like um, Fresher during Fresher's week where you kind of sign up for everything. You're- keen beaver aren't you um and uh, later realize oh okay maybe i've taken on too much but it's it's been a learning curve
0: um so it's, i mean there's a huge range of things there that yeah. that be be interesting to discuss um i mean one of the things that i'd be quite interested in is um you know your your journey into politics sure. so because um, and please don't take this the wrong way i, I Cannot think why anyone would want to be a public figure. No, yeah, um, I'm totally with you on that one. <laughs> um, and, I get and it. So, so what was your so when 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 how why um, you know how did you get in, involved with it? Um,
1: okay, so um, obviously I mentioned earlier that I, I'm acutely aware that there is no kind of political education on the island as such, or no mm-hmm. kind of formal curriculum set up for that. Um, And I was very fortunate that my mum in Madeira, my mum's originally from Madeira, my family, my parents are both from Madeira, um, did have some political education um, Mm -hmm. during her schooling years, and so she kept that interest when she came to the island, Mm -hmm. and so I knew a little bit about politics, and it was, it was so weird because like we would often around the table with my friends on a Friday night, we'd all get takeaway and like you know, take it in turns to go to each other's houses and stuff, and we'd start talking about stuff, and we'd start talking about, you know, housing issues or education issues or health issues or whatever. And I always had it instilled into me from a very young age, like, you must vote. You must Mm -hmm. vote. If you want to say on the things and on the people that are running this island, you have to vote, because otherwise you have no right to moan. Mm -hmm. What right do you have to moan if you actually haven't had a say on those people that are governing us? Mm-hmm. So that was always an automatic thing for me growing up. And I would often have these conversations around the table with my friends and they'd be like, oh, well, I've, you know, and I'd be like, well, do you guys vote though? And they're like, what am we going to vote for? I'm like, what do you mean? You're, you're sitting here moaning. We've just had like a one hour conversation over a Chinese, right mm-hmm. <laughs> like, about how bad it is that the rents are so high or that, you know, you can't get... um." they keep advertising for jobs outside of the island or or whatever, or the food costs are going up, and yet you're telling me you haven't voted. Do you realise there are people that are making these decisions for you? GST was a big one, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've had no say in that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And they'd look at me and I'd be like, well, I I just don't think we should be having this conversation. There's no point.
2: Mm -hmm. And why do you think that is? Why do you think people do tend to steer away from... A lot of people, some young people I, I chat to, I, I struggle to to get them to make the link between what they want to happen and the fact that politics is what makes it happen.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I think the word politics has almost become like a taboo word, if you like, because I think for so long, people have looked at, po- at politicians as kind of unreachable, unrelatable. Um, so you know, it's it's almost like it's a completely separate thing that just happens, and people feel like they've got nothing to to really do with that. Yeah. Um, I think. On this island, more so... Like, I went to university when I was 18. Um, I ended up coming back. It wasn't the course for me. And went back again when I was 21, 22. And I actually learnt more about politics in the UK than I did the Mm -hmm. whole time I was here as a student, as a a locally-born person. Um, So I think it's that lack of awareness, lack of education. Um, I think also... I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to be honest. You know, obviously, I'm a member of, of a of a political party. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 only one at the minute, the, the longest standing one at the mo- at the moment. Obviously, we've had a few more mm-hmm. creep up since the um, the boundaries and the way that we doing elections are, are changing this year. And I think that's where a lot of the awareness comes from. It's from those parties. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look back at um, you know Madeira, even um, a lot of Children get involved from a very young age in politics because their parents are involved in the party and they go out canvassing so it's it's almost like it's almost like I feel we've missed out because we don't really have established party politics mm-hmm. and so you don't have like a youth wing, you mm-hmm. don't have a woman's wing, you don't have an LGBTQ wing, mm-hmm. you don't have those things and, and and those groupings are often you know groups that I think members of the public would probably reach out to for advice. Mm-hmm. And we just don't have that set up here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, couple that with the lack of education as well. I think personally, that's the way that I'm seeing it. I think also there's been a real lack of importance put by by the government, by previous governments as well, um, on the importance of voting. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we have 30% of people registered voters. So that's a whole other other, uh, kettle of fish registered voters who, who come out and vote. 30%. That's yeah, three in ten. It's, 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 it's shocking. Now if that was, and we are actually the lowest of the OECD countries. Mm-hmm. Now if that was something to do with finance for example or to do with the digital sector or whatever we would be ashamed. you know, And that would be, that would be making headlines constantly and mm-hmm. the government would be doing everything that they could to kind of bring us up to that. Mm-hmm. We've not really seen that. Yeah. Not really seen that push in that way to meet those standards whereas you know with financial standards and all these other sectors there's always this push there's always this awareness yeah. and i think that's why the subcommittee that i set up i didn't just make it just about education i made it about political awareness as well because yeah. obviously coming from a portuguese background um I have an insight into, into a minority community that a lot of other people don't. And what mm-hmm. I have seen, and even when I was out canvassing as well, is that people are just not aware of the requirements that they need to be able to vote, for example. So, but everybody knows that you need five years to be able to have full access to the job market. Mm-hmm. You need 10 years to be able to get your housing, your residential housing qualifications. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows that actually it's two years or very few people know because that it's almost like it doesn't really impact their lives in the way that the other two, two things are. two years to to be eligible to vote. Right, so if you've lived yeah. here
2: two years, yeah. you can vote. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. And but it's also something that's not communicated. So, you know, part of the work that I wanted to do on that subcommittee, um, and that we have been doing, was to work with government and say, well, you know, let's let's think about this. What is the one place that everybody goes to within government? And what the conclusion I came to was the Social Security Department that's the one place that everybody will go yeah. to at some point in their mm. life and that's where you get the information about the five years the 10 years all of those things because it's your working rights it's your housing rights and things like that and i said well why aren't we also making people aware at the same time about their voting rights
0: yeah
1: why isn't that happening mm.
0: that's a good question in terms of why um but then
1: oh i didn't tell you how i got into politics you, did I? Well, I suppose
0: yeah no it's a it's cool that that will we'll come back to that i mean that that's an interesting one in terms of why because we teach at highlands you know we teach all ages mm-hmm. but our main full-time cohort are generally between the ages of 16 to 19 and so um you know from different backgrounds from different walks of life uh but there is generally so that, that kind of again lack of awareness although there is you know i'd say you know there's more in education than when i certainly when i was younger yeah so yeah um, but there's i suppose i'm trying to think you know that 2 years has surprised me i didn't know that yeah i didn't know you i, I knew 5 years i yeah. knew 10 years yeah. and i knew that because my my parents again they moved in uh, moved to jersey in in the 70s mm-hmm. um but i didn't know that actually only had to be here for 2 years and exactly. then you can cast your vote um, and and affect um, uh, affect some sort of change in, in that way, exactly. um, so that's that's really interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm wondering, you know, with our, you know, hopefully, we've got a lot of students listening to this. How many of them knew actually that's the case? Um, especially some of our students that actually haven't been here for for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, actually, yes. Yeah, sorry. So, tracking back into how you got into um, politics.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. Um- Sorry.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the process?
1: Um, so it was. I think it was a bit of a weird one for me. So kind of going back to it, I, I always had a bit of an interest in it, and we would be sitting around the table. I'd have these discussions, and I'd often joke saying, you know, well they would say, well, why don't you stand for being a states member? I'd be like, yeah, well, one day I will. Never imagining that I would, because I think you do often. You look at the kind of the demographic the backgrounds of the people that are in those posts and you think i have got nothing in common with them or i've got very little in mm-hmm. common with them so even if i had wanted to at the time i just wouldn't have had that confidence at mm-hmm. all because the the people that i'm looking at that you know my, the role models if you like the people that are in those roles i don't relate to them at all mm-hmm. at all or, or if i do it's on a very small on a very small number of things mm-hmm. Um, so what happened with me was that I was, um, I was a maths teacher before and I was having some frustrations in, in the job and I would often, uh, talk to, talk to colleagues about my frustrations. And, uh, one of them happened to be the sister of the partner of a member, um, a standing States member who's a member of Reform Jersey. Mm-hmm. And that sister, um, I had worked with her sister in a previous school mm-hmm. um, for about 10 years on and off. Um, and they were all kind of sat around the table, apparently at, at, at New Year, talking about, you know, how can we get candidates involved in the party to stand, uh, blah, 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 blah. And um, she mentioned my name and said, oh, you know, she did a really good training course. She's, she's, she seems like a confident speaker. Inside, I'm really not, <laughs> <laughs> shaking. but. Um, you know if I gave off that impression brilliant that's great I'm obviously hiding it well um and th- she had that conversation and obviously the sister turned around and said oh yeah I know I know her i, I worked with her for many many years at La Ro- uh, um I was about to say the school then at La Rockia, uh, and uh, I think she'd be a brilliant candidate and then um so her partner then um approached me sent me a message via Facebook actually mm-hmm. and got in contact with me and I was like oh god like I've never really like you said i don't think anybody really aspires to be a politician <laughs> unless it's something you've kind of grown up with or like mm-hmm. it's in your family i guess so i was like well god i can't do that
0: mm-hmm. you start
1: questioning your yeah. capabilities straight away mm-hmm. um so i had a chat with 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 him and um i was like okay all right maybe i can do this let's mm-hmm. let's see how we go and i'll be honest uh, i swayed back and forth uh, i i did there was a point where I went back to Reform Jersey and I said to them do you know what I can't do this um, because you know as a teacher I had a permanent contract mm-hmm. I had a private pension these are all things that I would be giving up going mm-hmm. into politics um, I had a mortgage that I just got you know so obviously all of that was, was coming into play mm-hmm. um, I'd taken on an extra responsibility so actually over the course of time I would end up getting less money as a politician mm-hmm. which is exactly what's happened i want less money than i would be if i'd carried on mm-hmm. um teaching and so i had all of these things to weigh up and these were the things that kind of my my mom put into my head if you like because my first thought was like yeah i'm, I'm gonna go for it you know what i've got nothing to lose type thing um and then you know you, you speak to your family and friends and they kind of make you think in other ways and i was like oh god maybe i shouldn't um and then what happened was i had february half term mm-hmm went back to work and I was listening to the radio on the way to school and there was a lady who was on the radio who was Portuguese um, who couldn't stand for election because she didn't have a British passport. Right. So um, I was listening to her and her frustrations and I was kind of going, yeah, yeah, like in the car, really like agreeing with everything she was saying and it was actually making me really angry that she couldn't stand and I thought, you know what? I kind of owe it to, to the people, to the public, yeah. to put myself out there yeah. and see if they want me or not. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, ultimately, that's kind of what happened. I listened to that. I went back to my mum and kind of had to um, approach my mum in a different way to kind of say to her, you know what, um, this, I get what you're saying and there's a lot that I need to consider and obviously we need to look at our mortgage and how we're going to afford that and all of those things. But, you know... Um, I just need your support in this. You don't need to agree with what I'm doing. I just mm-hmm. need your support in this. And she was very supportive. My whole family were very, very supportive, and my husband. And um, yeah. And then I just kind of I, I ended up I had to take unpaid leave um, mm-hmm. because when you work for the, the government department and you're standing for election, mm-hmm. it's a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Um. So you have to take unpaid leave. So obviously, I, I, you know, those were all conversations I had to have with my, hu- my husband and mm-hmm. and everything. And, um had discussions obviously with Reform Jersey Um, you know we we all had input all the candidates had input into the Mm -hmm. manifesto that was produced so obviously we had various meetings Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly if it wasn't for Reform Jersey there is no way I would have stood no way I think for me having that support network around me Mm -hmm. having like-minded individuals having people also with experience that I could draw on as mentors because the world of politics is it's not a typical role or a typical job. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, even if you do a degree in it, once you're actually in it, it's very, very different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, that was really taking me out of my comfort zone. I've never done a job where I don't either have a qualification in it Mm -hmm. or I've been able to have some work experience where you can go and volunteer a little Mm -hmm. bit or they train you on the job. And this job isn't like that. Um, But... Ultimately, having people around me who were encouraging, who were like-minded, who were able to support me—you know, it, it, on on all levels—really mm-hmm. um, was what really made me stand mm-hmm. for election.
2: And you say Reform Jersey because when you stood, Reform Jersey were the only political political pass, party. Yeah. But now that's changed. We've got the Progress Party, that's got right. the Jersey Alliance. Yeah, we've got the um, Liberal, Liberal Conservatives, Conservatives. Yeah. So party politics is emerging in Jersey. It's it's yeah. re-emerging in Jersey. You said it helped you become a politician. Do you think, therefore, that that party politics is going to produce more politicians? Is it a good thing in your eyes that we are moving towards?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think if you've got... um, You know, politics can be a very lonely world if you're on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you... you know, I mean, it's like anything in life. If you get a little bit of backlash or something and you're dealing with that on your own, if you don't have other people that you can share that with who have... Mm. and, And trust, I think, is a big thing um you know at the end of the day i mean i can't imagine i know independent members that have been through various different things in in this term of office um and a a couple of them have come to me and spoken to me and things like that i just can't imagine um but i i know that they still wouldn't trust me a hundred percent and that's because i'm not like one of them if you like Mm -hmm. whereas i know that with my party i can trust them implicitly yeah um so i i do think that the emergence of parties will help people come forward well i'd like to think so because i think it's it's good to have somebody that you can bounce ideas off that Mm -hmm. can give you that confidence you know we all go through crisis confidence yeah
0: so when you when you were i suppose you're on the campaign trail once you decide this is where i'm going to go yeah and so that you you probably it's it's months of work like you said to you know leading up to that and then what's it what's it like when the results are announced
1: gosh (laughs) (laughs) wow um well you're so tired (laughs) because the the polling station opens at eight o'clock and doesn't Mm. close till eight o'clock in the evening Mm. um it's it's overwhelming it's Mm. it's i don't know i felt so I don't know what's the word. It's just a massive compliment, I think. Massive mm-hmm. compliment. There is nothing that can describe the way you feel when you know that people of the public that you don't even know, because mm-hmm. ultimately that's what it is. People don't. People have judged me on what I've written on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. what they've heard of me on the radio, what they've seen of me on the TV, mm-hmm. or at hustings, um, and have decided that actually they trust me enough to represent them. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, wow. Yeah. You
2: know, I mean, c- coming at it from a um, we talked earlier a little bit about voter apathy or th- only 30 percent voting. Now, yeah. you've put yourself forward bravely, courageously as a politician, as all politicians do, whatever your party, whatever mm-hmm. your background, it's a, yep. it's a courageous move. Mm-hmm. You put yourself forward. You say, this is what I believe and This is what I want to happen. And then you get people who will come and vote for you. Now, there are an awful lot of people out there who probably believe in what you're saying and, and do support you. But come voting day, they stay at home. What's yes. your message to those people?
1: Please don't. Um, you know, I've tried really hard with... Uh, and
2: I, I'm not talking specifically about yeah. you, obviously. We're talking... No, 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 really no. And sense. I. And,
1: but, you see, I'm the same. Because yes. when I talk to people, I mean, I often... <laughs> it's funny because with this job before COVID, I was travelling quite a lot um, to do courses in, in, in London and, and uh, go to uh, meetings and things like that. And I'd often get chatting with somebody on the plane. And I'd always be reluctant to kind of tell them what I did because right. they'd ask me. That's one of the questions that people normally ask you when they are getting to know you. And I'd be like, well, I was a maths teacher and hope that kind of we'd talk long enough for them to forget that I said I was. And they'd be like, oh, well, what do you do now? And I said, well, I'm a politician. And they'd be like, oh, OK. Mm. And then we'd talk about that. And they're like, but you're so normal. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> OK, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but politicians are normal. We are people. But then I would always have that conversation of, you know, and these... I don't think I've ever actually had a conversation with somebody that's actually been a voter because they always say to me, well, you know, I don't vote. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. and then they start having a Oh, I'm not political, but sure. like, mm-hmm. I think going back to that kind of, that politics has become like a taboo word. People don't realize that politics encompasses every aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. It is education. Yeah. It is health. It is rents. It is the taxes you know that you pay. Mm-hmm. It is the food that you pay. Like every single aspect of your life is impacted on politics, whether mm. you like it or not, whether you mm. choose to engage with it or not. So, for me, you know, obviously, I'd love people to vote for me. I'd love, to, if you can't vote for me, vote for my party, please. Uh, but most importantly, come out and vote. Mm-hmm. Come out and vote because if you are one of those people that does end up, you know, moaning about this or moaning about that or whatever, can you actually justify what you're saying if you haven't voted? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can.
2: And some of the, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, it never changes. I'm not going to vote because nothing changes.
1: Well, there is, you know, there's, a, there's a meme that I always share on Facebook and Instagram and my social medias, which is like, you see, you see this crowd of people, the small crowds are the ones that are voting. The bigger crowd are all the ones that are saying exactly what you've just said yeah. there. Oh, nothing's going to change. Um, why should I bother bother voting? That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. You're actually accepting what the others are doing by not taking part, by not actually going out and voting you're just letting whatever happens happen so actually you're just as responsible yeah by not voting
0: yeah and that, and that's an interesting one and in, you know we've again i am not going to go into specific examples global local you know mm-hmm. um but we see certain demographics mm-hmm. um are better re- represented in voting mm. um and that's why recently we've seen maybe a few shocks in opinion polls because opinion mm. polls are canvassed what do you think yeah, but then they don't necessarily translate into into votes. Yeah, um, we we've done some canvassing of of students, um, you know, in preparation for you coming, um, and um, we sent out a, you know a little survey in terms of like, um, you know, when's the next election? Uh, yeah. And uh, Paul's got some of the, re- the results. So yeah. I mean,
2: this is a, a snapshot. So roughly fifty responses of, of our students at Highlands now. Um. um Half to three quarters. Didn't I? Didn't know there was an election on. Um, so you know, there's, it is early days. It's January, isn't it? I, yeah. I guess if we ask this question again in a couple of months, that's going to change. I mean, yeah. to
1: be fair, I I think COVID has stumped a lot of our work streams, mm. um, especially in respect of kind of the work mm. that I was doing on the subcommittee and wanting to get the resources out to schools. Yeah. yeah. Because we would have, you know, already started with all yeah. of that, but we've, you know, we were approved by the curriculum council and things like that, and then obviously new COVID measures we can't yeah, get into schools sure. yes. so it's I'm not surprised yeah. by any of this no.
2: but I mean the, the leaflets have started dropping yes day. they yeah. have yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, here's another one will you be voting in the next election now this was interesting um, about 10% yes Okay. but That's about good. half not sure okay. so suggesting that we have uh, you know a, a large number of students for whom voting Remains an option. So, Mm -hmm. Um, most of our students did know that they had uh, sixteen was the age, which is reassuring as well. Um, That's
1: actually very progressive of us. We're one of the few places Mm -hmm. that have that uh, you know have that allowed that.
2: How well do you feel you understand Jersey's political system? So we had 1.6 out of a possible five. So, so you know, some, some misunderstanding. And to be fair, it is pretty complicated. over yeah, here, no, isn't I it? would, I would be you in know? that bracket. As well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, one, one of them when
0: you're... Yeah, well, you know, if I answered that, uh, uh, my my understanding of Jersey's political system is, um, is in. Uh, you know, I know that politics affects everything. I know that voting is important, but actually, you know, the 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 political structure, the, you know, the, the differences between, uh, you know, uh, a minister, a deputy, mm, um, mm. and then, you know, the, is it, the con, uh, constable, yeah, constable, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you see, I, you know, and yeah. I've, I've lived here my whole life.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I voted, yeah. um, I didn't vote until I was in my thirties. I'm guilty of all, all this sort of, you know, things that we're, we're talking about, um, you know, and I would moan and, and not vote and things like that. <laughs> Um, and so there, there's something within that, because Jersey's um, political system is unique because it's, mm. it's a unique place. Mm. Um, and and there's, there's something within that. I mean, I was amazed actually to find out that you were the first representative fr- from Portuguese heritage. That was that has kind of stunned me. And I, I guess probably yeah. because I've not looked at the political landscape in, in any sort of detail. But having grown up here and, you know, every class I was in school with, I had Portuguese friends, every football team, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the fact that, you know, they're, that's that's something that's kind of shocked me a little bit mm. um, in terms of that diversity and representation. When we look at these changes in the political landscape, I mean, a lot of the, the news sources that I read are... I I don't necessarily focus on local politics enough and where I find a lot of local politics is actually more on Twitter than anywhere else Uh, and you find it's more up to date, it's more current. Again, you've got to make sure as an individual and I suppose this is a message for for students that you don't fall into an echo chamber Mm -hmm. uh, and that you listen to people that might have a lot of different opinions to you as well as people that have the same opinions. Um, so that you get a full scope of the, the situation. Um, and, you know, because we've got, you know, we, we have news outlets in terms of Jersey Evening Post, Bailiwick Express, mm. we've got BBC, uh, BBC Jersey um, and the different radio stations. But it's actually to find the, the undercurrent of what people are thinking you have to search out the fights on social media. You do, <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's important just to kind of take a step back and, and look at that stuff as well. Not necessarily dive in, but there's certainly a source of information. But
2: What's your, your, your view mm. on that whole... I mean, because you've got the inverted comma fights and the spats on social media, yeah. which yeah. can
0: be entertaining. They can
2: be a great way of people swapping ideas, letting yeah. off steam. Um, social media, is it... As a politician, do you find it useful? Is it a hindrance? Is it... What is it for you? <laughs>
1: um, I think it's it, it is, it's all of those mm-hmm, at right. some point. Um, it's useful in the way that often, you know, if, if you are... So I'm on most of the groups, Jersey Ask Advise, all of those mm. big kind of groups. And if there's people making complaints about the same kind of area of government... Mm-hmm. That would spark my interest and make Mm -hmm. me think, well, hold on a minute, maybe we need to, from a scrutiny perspective, pick this up and Mm -hmm. have a look into it. I think sometimes some politicians can engage in discussions that are just counterproductive and a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like you said, it's important not to get into a kind of echo chamber, but I think it's also important not to entertain people that are just not going to have their opinions changed. It's about picking your battles, I think, and that's just Mm -hmm. not a constructive use of time all the time Yes. so personally the way that I use social media is I use it as a very much a kind of putting information out there mm-hmm. putting my opinion out there I won't respond to comments unless it is comments that are misinterpreting the information that I've put out mm-hmm. or maybe that I've missed something in the information mm-hmm. that I've put out um, I will always respond to people that, that inbox me for help for assistance for anything mm-hmm. like that if they want to inbox me to have a go, then I'm just gonna say, well, that's your opinion. That's fine, but I'm not. I'm not engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think social media can be all of those things. Right. I think some politicians maybe need to develop their skills on how they deal with with uh, with certain scenarios that that you know appear. And yeah, I think that's you've just. You know what? It's very easy to get sucked into social media, and it can become all-consuming. And then, is that actually really a productive use of your time? Mm. Yeah,
0: sure. That's you know that's that's interesting because it is a new, a new tool for a politician, really, in terms mm. of, you know, getting messages out there and things like that. And as I say, um, it's it's the most current information you're going to find before it gets to a new mm. source, unless it's something that's being you know released um and it's a you know potentially a good way to take the temperature of, of the general public as well um and so that's that's an interesting one uh, again because you know our students are flat out on on social media all the time mm. you know um and something as a an it tutor we see them on different platforms from mm. say the parents mm-hmm. they've all got a facebook account but they don't use it because yeah, they can't no. be themselves on it um and so you know but that's it's an interesting uh development and politics it seems to be changing yeah or you know year by year election by election uh, at, at a greater rate than it had would that be a yes. fair yeah i um, think so
1: and i think it's a fair point what you say about all these different platforms and the different demographics that use them and i think sometimes politicians need to be a bit more aware of that mm-hmm. um so i'm very aware that where I, when i put certain information out how I'm putting it out depends on the social media platform, mm-hmm. and actually the audience that I know I'm going to attract on that social media pl- platform. So mm-hmm. I know, you know, like you said, everybody's got Facebook, mm-hmm. but the younger students, st- you know, students probably don't engage as much as the older generation mm-hmm. do, and I've and I've seen that. I've seen mm-hmm. evidence of that. Um, so I might put things that are a bit more detailed on Facebook, for example, mm-hmm. than I would on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right because I know that on Instagram the demographic that I'm gonna reach are kind of it needs to be short, snappy, sweet yeah. mm-hmm. because they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um and I think again, becoming a politician is a whole new world and I think there's maybe there's a body of work probably from from my PPC committee, the Privileges and Procedures Committee, mm-hmm. that, to put training on, I think, for mm-hmm. members. Um uh, we we've done a we've done a bit mm-hmm. of training. We've done some training on um diversity, for example. Um you know it's not compulsory so obviously members don't mm-hmm. have to attend um, but I think maybe that would h- help um, to make politicians a bit more approachable as mm-hmm. well
0: Yeah.
1: because um, for me that's what it's about I, I want to be as approachable to- as possible. Excellent.
2: So for any students out there who might be listening or in fact any adults or anyone at all who might be thinking how does the Jersey political system work in a nutshell Things have changed. Could you explain how they change and how the political system will be working for this election in June?
1: Okay, so um, the way that it works in June is we have got rid of the senators. Uh, At the moment, we have senators, deputies and constables. Constables are kind of the equivalent of UK mayors, if you like. So there is one for each parish. Mm -hmm. Um, Deputies, there is currently 29 of them and they are either in parishes or smaller areas within a parish. And then the eight senators was what was the called the island-wide vote, which meant that anybody from anywhere on the island can vote for up to eight senators. So to try and make this system as simple as possible, obviously our ultimate aim was just to have one type of member that failed, didn't get through the assembly, we didn't get enough votes for that. So what we've ended up with are n- uh, nine different districts with um, up to five deputies elected in each district. Right. Um, and if I quickly go through those sure. districts, so you've got um, St Brelard's as a district in itself. Originally, um, it was split into two, but now it's just one. So mm-hmm. if you live in St Brelard's, you'll vote for, I think it's up to five uh, deputies there. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, St Wands, St Peter's and St Mary's that have come together as mm-hmm. a district as well. So you'll be able to vote. Um, when you vote, it will be you'll be voting all together for people that will represent that area. Mm-hmm. You've then got St. John, St. Lawrence and Trinity. Mm-hmm. So they've all come together as an electoral district. You've got Grouville and St. Martin that have come together as an electoral district. Then you've got St. Clements that's on its own cause, mm-hmm. and St. Saviour's that's all, also on its own. St. Helena is a bit more complicated because uh, you know a, a massive proportion of our population live in there up to uh, well, we're saying a third at the moment, but with the new census, I suspect it's probably close to a half. And it's been split up into three. So you've got the north sector of uh, St Helia, um, which is kind of first tower area, I would say from People Park, People's Park, West Park onwards, mm-hmm. um, up yeah. towards um, Hope Valley School, mm-hmm. up right up to St John's, to, so the border of St John's, then down, you know, Gran yeah. Trinity Hill, that mm-hmm. area. Central, St Helia Central, which is um, which is Rouge Bouillon, mm-hmm. so the whole of Rouge Bouillon, and kind of the area, I'd say, from like the cows upwards, mm-hmm. if you like. So like yep. Belmont Road, the art centre upwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Millennium Park area, all mm-hmm. of that area around there um, is, and Rouge Bouillon, and up, so up to People's Park as well, mm-hmm. um, is St is Helia Central. And then you've got St Helia um, South, which is, you know, uh, we're talking like Castle Quay, Half yeah. Day Par, yeah. all that kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how the island's been split. That's deputies wise. And then obviously you still you can still vote for your constables, mm-hmm. which is one in each parish. Okay.
2: OK, great. That's good. And if I was say, for instance, I'm a say I'm a 18 year old. Well, I wish I'm not, but <laughs> I was an 18 year old. Now I've got an interest in I want there to be more cycle tracks. I'm worried about the environment. Uh, I want there to be more things for, uh, for for youngsters to do in Jersey. I've never voted before. Okay. I want to support people, or, or, or I want to support the candidates that will help me achieve these. What do I do? Where do I go from from not knowing anything to voting?
1: Okay, so there is a um, website called uh, www.vote.je okay. uh, where all the candidates' manifestos. For those people that don't know what a manifesto is, it's kind of like your election promises. What right. your policies would be mm-hmm. if you came um, into power mm-hmm. um, so all of that information is going to be uploaded onto there um, kind of coming back to what you were saying about getting people to vote and um, this year we've also managed to change the legislation so that we can have postal voting mm-hmm. uh, before postal voting was only an option if you were sick Right. Um, or you couldn't make it on the day you were off off island, we've mm-hmm. now made that open to everybody, mm-hmm. um, so I'm really hoping that people are going to utilise that, because that's kind of the step before online voting, if you like, sure. we did look at online voting, uh, there was various security issues with that, mm-hmm. and identity issues, mm-hmm. and, and kind of um, record keeping within government is not great um, <laughs> I can say that, because I'm not a member of government <laughs> <laughs> um, so 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 that is a um a method i hope people will harness and and use um i've actually just done my postal vote for the portuguese elections because i got mine posted through so i'll be posting Mm -hmm. that on social media Mm -hmm. um probably tonight actually um and we've also got something called pre-poll which Mm -hmm. is um before actual election day Mm -hmm. there'll be a period of time at the moment it's two weeks we've I think we're going to condense that because we really want to push out postal voting Mm -hmm. uh, because postal voting also COVID proofs things Mm -hmm. uh you know if there is another pandemic or you know people are restricted you know this is something that it won't cost you anything cost Mm -hmm. you nothing comes through the post you get two envelopes one of them's for your ballot paper one of them's about you know verifying Mm -hmm. your id you put that in and you stick it in a letterbox um so that's kind of i i really want to encourage people down that route Uh, but yeah but pre-poll will allow you to go um so if we say it's a week for example it's normally open from the morning to the evening um at the moment it was being hosted at the citizens advice Mm -hmm. st paul's gate in town we're looking at kind of places that are a bit more accessible Mm -hmm. um and i had also had a chat with with paul before about maybe seeing if there's a way we can get pre-poll actually on campus as well Mm -hmm. for the students just making that as accessible um as possible so i'm hoping and people can go and basically vote from anywhere on the island. Uh, they can go to the pre poll, vote before election day, mm-hmm. um, and that'll be it, their vote will be registered. And they
2: need to register to vote before May, is that right? Is that yeah, that's they- right.
1: So that's that was an area that we haven't really spoken about. But vote uh, registering to vote is really important because at the moment we don't have an automatic system. That yeah. was our ultimate goal. That was something that I'd been working on, but unfortunately Again, I I suspect COVID got in the way of resources Mm -hmm. and things like that. We weren't able to devise a register where the kind of the two year rule Mm -hmm. it wouldn't matter because it would just be an automatic process. Um, So what's happened, what 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 happens is that some some of you may have got a um, letter through your door that's from the parish. Mm -hmm. Normally on a different colour. I think mine was a kind of orangey colour this year. Um, and you fill in your details and you send that back to the parish and then you go into the electoral roll. There is also the option to register online, which is at vote.je forward slash register. And in order to be able to vote, you need to be on the register.
2: Mm -hmm. And that's how I did it a couple of months ago. Or did I do it? I did it for someone, I can't remember, but it was very, very quick.
1: Yes, it is, yeah. It's literally
2: 30 seconds and you're done. I've
1: done it on the doorstep when I've been out canvassing with an iPad um, mm-hmm. I, you know, because we get access to the electoral rolls, and obviously yeah. we see where people aren't registered. Sure. Um, and we'll say, you know, oh, do you, you want to do it on your phone? Do it on your phone now. Or got our iPad. Yeah. It's dead it's quick, so quick, really quick, and you can do the whole family. You know, <laughs> why not? Excellent. Get as many people on the register as we can. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's that's brilliant. Um, so, I guess, well, this this coming up, you know, for you in terms of you know elections and, and starting, how long is the term? For elections for, for people that are voted in?
1: Okay so people are voted in for four year terms mm-hmm. um, it used to be three years it slowly crept up because I think kind of nationally that's that's the, the normal uh, term of office for people so it's, it's four years mm-hmm. um, the, election, the election campaign uh, what happens is um, as a candidate I have to get ten signatures from the area that I'm going to be representing and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the format for that has also changed this year, and what's happened is that you're going to have about three days to submit this form, and then there'll be an announcement. So there'll be an announcement on the 18th of May mm-hmm. for who's standing in what area, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of when you blow the whistle and the race starts, and you mm-hmm. go out campaigning. I mean, you can campaign before that yeah. um, if you if you've made it public, if you're if you, if you want to you can go door knocking, and then election day is the 22nd of June. But in between those things, obviously pushing postal voting and mm-hmm. pre poll and, and things like that.
2: Yeah. This is when we start to see all the posters going up all over the island, yeah. yes. isn't it? It becomes yeah. quite comical towards the end, doesn't it? It's literally yeah. everywhere you look. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, you
1: every see, and it's
2: space has got a little yeah, but face on it. You
1: see, that's, that's another thing. Because when I think about, like, when I've been over to Madeira when there's been elections on. A lot of the time, it doesn't just start during nomination. You see banners already up Mm -hmm. for the parties at different points during the year and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think, again, because that doesn't happen, people, it's not a current issue until, and that's why I think we get a lot of bad press sometimes when it comes up to the elections that people are like, oh, when we're putting things out on social media, oh, there must be an election coming well, no, actually, I've been putting stuff out the past four years. <laughs> yeah. You've just not noticed because now you know there's an election coming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's an election coming. As soon as I get elected, there's still an election coming in four years' time. Yeah. You know, I, I have a... It is my duty to make sure that I am actually doing what you want me to do. Yeah. But obviously, people don't become as aware, you know, as, as you said, uh, and, until closer to an actual election day or once you start seeing the posters yeah. and mm-hmm. they become more aware and they start spotting it a bit more. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah
0: right that's great um i think you know that's quite we covered quite Sorry. a lot quite, I <laughs> probably talk too much no it's, it's great i mean that's what we we've been interested in because we we're really keen you know it's, it's a glimpse behind the curtain in terms of what it's like to be a politician um and you know the things that go into it without being too political yeah if you are not. Know yeah I mean. no totally um, i think that's really and,
1: important yeah because for me especially with an election coming up i don't want to be Doing something like this and being really political and obviously putting you guys as well in in, in a potential kind of conflict of interest yeah. or um, a difficult. There is one more thing that I would like to say though in regards to um, encouraging people to stand. Mm-hmm. I think you know I never imagined that I would be a politician. Mm-hmm. Never in my wildest dreams. And I just want people to know that anybody can do this. Yeah. You know anybody can do this. Um, don't ever doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. You know we've all got different qualities. Uh, you know, I say that, but I'm, you know, I have mini meltdowns every couple of weeks and I have to confide in my, in my party colleagues who kind of prop me back up again. Uh, You know, we all have different strengths and Mm -hmm. different skills and that's really important. We need our parliament to be reflective of our island, of Mm -hmm. our population Mm -hmm. and, you know, whether you would be standing with my party or any other party, I will always encourage people to stand. I mm-hmm. think it's really important that the public are given the option mm-hmm. because, you know, I can understand why people don't want to vote if they're looking at candidates and saying, well, there's no one there that kind of is, you know, is a mirror of me. Yeah. And I want somebody that is a mirror of me,
0: yeah. you know,
1: that will that understands what I've been through and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you do find yourself in that situation as a voter, where well, you're looking at this list of candidates and you're not seeing anybody that jumps out at you, please still vote, spoil your paper. What that means is put a line through it all,
2: mm-hmm. for There's example. none of the above, isn't there,
1: this year? Yeah, there is none of the above, but none of the above is only for um, elections where there is the same number of seats as candidates okay, or, mm-hmm. or, or less. Mm-hmm. So, um, And the reasoning for that was it was actually a constable that brought that forward because we, we often say that there are uncontested elections mm-hmm. and what that means is that there are elections where for example there are three seats up for grabs and only three people put themselves up, yeah, up for right. it so it doesn't even go to votes nobody yeah. votes because those people automatically get right. those seats but now we can say none of yes, the, yes okay. now you can say yeah. none of the above obviously you can't say none of the above say there is in that example that i just gave there say there's three seats and there's three candidates you can't say vote for two candidates and none of the above that's not an sure, option. It's, yeah. it's either or. If you only want to vote for one candidate, I think that's another really important thing as well, that you may have the option to vote for up to five people, but it's up to five people. You yeah, don't have you know. to. And I think that's something that that's often not communicated as well. Mm-hmm. You vote for who you can relate to and who you want. Yeah. You don't have to use your five votes up. I know a lot of people feel like, well, I've been given them, I've got to use them. Yeah. I, do you know what? I just want you to come out and vote. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, And if you don't want to vote for anybody... Like I said, you can spoil your paper, which is kinda of putting a line through it or putting too many crosses, then you should yeah.
0: So uh, the so the spoiling of paper is how's that information fed back then? Is that is that counted as, and calculated yeah. and fed back to, to
1: Yeah. So, to people? Yeah, it is. So when you get the results, you get then the number of votes for each candidate and mm-hmm. you get the number of spoiled papers.
0: Right. And yeah. that's I suppose that's a very good gauge in terms of you know, actually what people are doing, where they're going, it, it, or if the people are engaged in the process, yeah. but not enamoured with, yeah. you know, well, the it, candidates. Yeah,
1: I mean, it is and it isn't, because the, the definition of a spoiled paper could be, like the example I just gave, if, there, say, there's a list of 10 candidates and you can only vote for three, and somebody accidentally votes for four, mm-hmm. that becomes a spoiled paper. Right. Mm-hmm. So, actually, that's not because somebody... Wanted mm-hmm. to spoil their paper and didn't want to vote for anyone. Mm. It was because they just made a genuine mistake. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. Or they didn't tick inside the box. They ticked yeah. outside the box. Yeah. Or somewhere inconspicuous that you can't really make out. You know, it's in between two candidates. So yeah. that would qualify as a spoiled paper okay. as well. So yes, it is. But also, mm. no, it isn't. Okay. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's a bit of a.
0: No, it makes sense. Uh. uh I think. Um, you, it would have to be a significant number to go, oh, actually, yeah. someone's got... But then if you've got a larger voter turnout than you have before, because people have become engaged, that might then become... I'm interested in the data behind. Yes. It. This is just me being yeah. an IT nerd and. and hey, listen, IT I'm nerd. the same maths yeah. nerd. I did maths and IT
1: at uni, actually. Yeah, so I'm I'm all about that. And yes. I, I would love to. And that's something that we're lacking, actually, is the data of the kind of the demographic of people that vote. Mm. We don't actually know who's voting. We're making assumptions. Yes. A lot of the time, um, and we don't actually know. So, for example, within within a district, you um, have what's called vantains, mm-hmm. which is basically within a parish. These little areas are split up by um, a stream that, that runs through the island um, and they're vantains. And so, like, one district might be made up of like three vantains. Mm-hmm. We don't even know how many people from each vantain is,
2: right.
1: is voting yeah. within that district. Mm-hmm. So, there is a lot of gaps in the data, mm-hmm. um, which I would love to have because mm-hmm. uh, I just think it'd be really interesting, as, as well as kind mm-hmm. of the demographics and things like that. I think the kind of none of the above option. Um, funnily enough, I had an email from a constituent this week about that because they, they were kind of say, well, why can't I have it as an option when I've got more than the candidates? And I said, well, the proposition that was brought to the Assembly was quite specific in mm. that it did say only when it's the same number of candidates as seats available. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, but this is something that could be looked at with the next yeah. PPC committee. Um, at the minute, obviously, we don't have the time yeah. or, the, or the capacity to yeah. get the legislation in on time for the next one. But, yeah. you know... and." <sighs> But some, but some members are very kind of strong in their opinion that that shouldn't even that shouldn't be an option mm-hmm. because people should just have to make a decision.
2: Mm. Yeah. Which I get. Yeah. yeah.
1: But equally, I my main aim personally is that. So this is personal. This isn't a party thing because yeah. we often have discussions about this. Actually, <laughs> yeah. is that I just want voters to come out and vote. If putting that none of the above option means that I'm going to get more people to come out and vote, mm-hmm. then I I've, I've met that target. I've yeah, met yeah. that it's, objective. It is a decision, yeah. isn't it? I've yeah. come
2: out to vote. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah. yeah. And that's that's really interesting. I yeah. Like, yeah, I like that. And I suppose you know, the more people that that turn out to vote, the the more people are engaged, and the the more people have a genuine reason to yeah. to moan yes well i think as
1: well the more we can kind of hold government to account because at the minute government thinks that oh i've heard members of government say oh the reason why our voter turnout is so low is that because actually everybody's just happy mm-hmm. with how things are run and i'm like oh, I'm." I, that's not what i'm seeing and hearing mm-hmm. but okay I can see where they've come to that reasoning because of the numbers. Mm -hmm. Because they're saying, well, if people aren't being involved, it's because actually they're happy with the way things are run. So actually, if you're not happy with the way things are run, come out and vote. Even more reason to come out and vote.
2: Can I come in with one final question, possibly, which is a little bit of advice for educators, um, for secondary, um, for colleges. What can teachers be doing to um, help students... Engage with politics, get enthusiastic about mm-hmm. politics without, obviously, because professional without steering them yeah. in a certain direction. Yeah. Yes. What can we be doing to yeah. to engage them and, and enthuse?
1: I think I think that's the thing. I think uh, teachers do need to feel empowered to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a teacher, ha- having been a teacher myself, I you are always very aware of kind of what you're saying because mm-hmm. you don't want to steer anybody in any direction. But I will say that when I announced I was standing. And I told the kids in my form the richness of comments and things that came out from them and what I learned about them in the space of kind of a week from the conference. I wasn't even saying anything. They were just coming to me was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have learned half of what I learned about their backgrounds and kind of the, the what, you know, what they're dealing with at home and what their parents think and what their (laughs) parents don't think um if i had carried on having that form for the whole five years of secondary school so i think my advice to teachers would be encourage discussion um Mm -hmm. maybe use things like news articles Mm -hmm. okay and and not try to avoid uk articles (laughs) you know try and keep it local Mm -hmm. um and you know just just up something from the jep and just ask the kids you know i think form time is probably a really good place to do it i know obviously highlands probably work a bit differently um and just say oh you know guys this is in the news at the minute what do you think about that and just getting them to kind of express Mm -hmm. their opinions because i think um that's something that as time has gone on kids just don't really get the opportunity to yeah um and they don't get the opportunity to learn how to agree to disagree yeah Mm -hmm. and that's that's really important um you know that we can we I, I, but also learning to find a common ground even when you don't agree mm-hmm. with everything. I think yeah. that's that's really important And kind of the work that I'd been working on was finding a way to try and feed, political themes if you like Mm -hmm. into the curriculum so I know Paul you're you're an English teacher right yeah Yeah. so things and you mentioned to me about kind of analysing the language used in manifestos for example Um, and it's funny actually because I when I trained to be a maths teacher I actually trained in Wales Mm -hmm. and they have this thing called curriculum can write which is about bringing in welshness as much as Mm -hmm. possible into the curriculum originally it was obviously to reinvigorate the language to bring that back um obviously in maths i'm not going to be using the welsh language but it it kind of instilled a practice into me that was i would use local examples Mm -hmm. as opposed to national examples so you know if i was teaching miles instead of teaching you know from from London to Newcastle, I'd say, you know, from Cardiff to Abergavenny, for example, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the kids would relate to that, mm-hmm. and I brought that practice back with me, um, and it was an area that I was a bit surprised that isn't kind of an innate, natural thing that we mm-hmm. do in education on the island, because I was I was using examples like you know when you go from Springfield, if you go from, like, La Rockia school, I taught at La Rockia, if you go from La Rockia to, to um, FB Fields, that's a mile all of a sudden it makes sense because it's in context yeah it's in it's in everyday life and i think and that's what politics is politics is every single day life so Mm -hmm. it's trying to find a way to feed that theme into your lessons as much as Mm -hmm. possible and your interactions with kids and just actually just having those interactions you don't have to it's more about listening and asking questions i think as a teacher uh, and that doesn't that's not giving them a steer you know we all know how to how to give open open ended yeah, questions absolutely. yeah um so and yeah and just listening to them and just kind of encouraging them and again being very kind of neutral in your approach saying you know it's important to vote. i'm not going to tell you who to vote for mm-hmm. but you really should vote because these people are making these decisions that might impact you you know say student yeah. finance or you know something that's very and a lot and i'm i'm not being funny i think we take for granted how perceptive children are especially mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. you know like I remember one child saying to me um, yeah miss you need to do something about the rents you know my mum's working two three jobs she's always like she's so stressed she's always moaning about uh, money because you know the rent's so high and and I'm, and I'm like these these are adult conversations coming from children yeah um, and I think it's just really tapping into that and, and yeah. encouraging that
0: mm-hmm. definitely that's great. Thank you very much for your time. that has been you. really really interesting. Um, we'll we'll I've f- loved it. It's been brilliant. <laughs> we'll, we'll put some links to register to vote and things like that yes. in the in the um, in the bump at the bottom of the podcast. Um, but awesome. yeah, thank you so much for your time. No, I that's uh, so I've, cool. I've learnt a lot from that. <laughs> that's brilliant. And, uh, uh, but that's yeah. what it is. It's, it's yeah. I
1: think I think that's another thing as well not being shy to have these conversations with mm-hmm. people you know i spoke about how when i get on the plane i strike up a conversation and you know i'm guilty of kind of holding back that i'm a politician but once i get started then people are like oh, well actually you know what i might vote you know mm-hmm. one 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 lady we had a chat about recycling and i said well actually have you got in contact with your with your constable oh no went, well, why not they're in mm-hmm. charge of recycling and this is what we do in in this parish so Mm -hmm. why not and all of a sudden and actually since then she has actually facebooked me and messaged me and said you know oh thank you so much like you know you really empowered me to do so and i think i will vote next time and just having those conversations because i think that's the other thing people often don't vote or don't engage until it impacts their life direct Mm -hmm. directly Mm
2: -hmm. an area
1: of their life yeah
0: yeah. So that's a great note to, to finish on. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome.
1: Anytime that was a break
2: for us.